It's over. We're in recovery mode now. Yeah. Two and a half long days of drums and hanging out with friends and not getting a lot of sleep. Yeah, late nights and sleeping on couches, which we're certainly grateful that we didn't have to, our friends put us up. But oh, yeah. That, I but, do uh, miss my bed. Yeah, me too. I'm going to sleep for probably 12 hours tonight. It's going to be, be great. It'll be glorious. I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> but just got back into town from Dayton, back into Lexington. Nice car ride home. Yeah, that was one heck of a weekend. Yeah, it was. Saw a lot of really, really good stuff. Few surprises, which we'll get into a little later. Uh, our predictions weren't a hundred percent spot on for open or world. We got a couple things right, a couple things wrong, and we'll go over that stuff. And mine was pretty far off. <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't gonna throw you under the bus. <laughs> but uh, well, one prediction that you no. weren't wrong about was Chino Hills being one of the cleanest things we heard all weekend. Yeah. I said a few weeks ago that they were probably going to be the cleanest group I heard, and I feel fairly validated and comfortable saying that that's probably accurate. I think that they may, they're either the cleanest or top three, for sure, in my opinion. Definitely top three. I would probably say RCC and X were probably both cleaner than they were. I would say that RCC and X gave up more harsh dirt than they did, though. That's fair. At times. I would agree with that. All right. Before we go any further, welcome everybody to the Aged Out Podcast with Mike Fantini and Evan Wu. We are... I said that funny. That's all right. You do it every time. It's, right. a, it's like a thing now. Woo. We'll just make it a thing. Uh, make sure before and again, and remind everyone, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, follow us on Instagram, like us and follow us on Facebook to get all the updates of what we're doing next and where we're going and when the latest episodes are being uploaded. Uh, so let's... Dive right in. What was, the, what was the favorite thing you saw this weekend? Let's do that before we get into analysis of recaps and placements. And My favorite thing I saw was those high school kids throwing down. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, if you haven't seen, uh, I just uploaded it a few minutes before um, we're recording this right now. Go check out our video of Chino Hills. On our YouTube channel. From their finals day. Final run through in the lot. Full run through. Their drum set player is stupid. He even makes like the shaker work he did, and like their ballad was awesome. Like the whole group was just dumb. The front ensemble is so balanced. The battery's balanced. They're just playing crazy notes. They're playing so clean. It's just, yeah. We'll get back into that. But I guess Thursday night we rolled into town. We can kind of go in order of when we got there. We rolled into town Thursday. Got to hang out with everybody, which was great. Yeah. Uh, they pretty much finished up prelims and were done rehearsing for the evening by the time we got in there. Um, then Friday. We were able to go in to the shows. Yep, we watched the top six Scholastic World groups inside on Friday for semifinals, and then watched the top ten from, I think, Atlanta Quest on for semifinals. Uh, Atlanta Quest was the first group we saw. Yeah, Atlanta Quest. So yeah. I think that was top ten. So Atlanta Quest all the way through RCC. And something interesting to me is there wasn't a whole lot of movement by the groups. Over the three days in an independent world at the top. like Not like, at the top, but at, at the other places there was movement. Some people dropping down. Do you have the standings right there? Uh, I have the final standings, yeah. I can pull up the semifinals ones too. Um, actually, let me Because basically after prelims day, the top five from first to fifth were RCC, X. No, X was in third X was on in third after prelims. Correction, X was third. So I guess X did jump Broken City after prelims on semifinals night and move up into second. And um, X, X closed the gap. I think they were... 
How far behind RCC after prelims night? Um, I don't remember how far after prelims, but at semifinals it was like point five. So yeah, I think it was almost a point behind RCC after prelims night, and then semis they jumped Broken City, and then we're like half a point behind them, and then finals night they got within like I think the end, the end gap was like point three or point three five. So they almost pulled it off. I think uh, talking to the staff and everything, each run was better each day. Yeah. So they peaked at the perfect time. They peaked finals night. Uh, and you got to really just give credit to RCC. Yeah. They I were... was I was way super impressed with them. The um, show read so much better in person yes. than on the stream. Yes. Which is obviously what you want. Yeah. If you're designing and but performing. Everything about it, it, it was... And I didn't really know this until this weekend, but it was... I noticed a few things like familiarities from previous RTC shows, but that was like the whole thing was based on. They had callbacks to all kinds of different things. Um, they did the totem like body hop across the floor at one point. They had the snare drum um, from the 2007 show that the little kids That's what played. I was going to point was out. Mike Jackson's son? I think that was Mike Jackson's <laughs> son, possibly. Someone correct us in the comments if that's wrong. He played a snare drum, little tiny little snare drum, at the end of their RCC 07 show, and they brought had it back. they brought that snare. I don't know if nobody played it, but they yeah. had like this. It was almost like an art exhibit. Yeah, like the they had a square box that was basically an art exhibit of all stuff. They were hanging up like the paintings that like had references to past tarps that they had used uh-huh. and stuff like that. It was really really tastefully done, very creative. Um, the execution was was bar none. Like I've never seen. Human beings move while wearing a drum like RCC did this weekend. I felt like I could just watch the show on mute and still yeah. enjoy it. So when you're when you're teaching kids how to march, you, you use the whole phrase of, if we were to cover up your lower body and nobody Separate could see it. Separate the bottom and upper half. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea would be to be able to, it would look like your upper body is floating across the field or the floor or whatever you're, you're marching on. And I feel like I've never, I've never really seen anyone actually achieve that because it's just really hard to do. And, and especially pre- on outdoor when it's like uneven surfaces. Potentially, yeah. And they did it. I've I've never seen a group move like that. It was it was fun to watch. I've seen individual marcher like individual performers move like that if they're just like very, very talented and yeah. coordinated like that, but I've never seen an entire ensemble move like that together. Yeah. Like there was almost no leaning in a direction. That was I know I'm hung up on that, but I was just super impressive. It's kind of crazy because like if we talk about the groups that were in silver medalists, both in Independent World at Rhythm X and Scholastic World with Dartmouth, those shows and those ensemble played well enough and had great shows to win. They probably would have went won on a, any number of other given years. Yeah, but just the RCC top. was just really good. good also and very deserving to win. And Chino Hills was unbelievable. Chino Hills was a, in Scholastic World. Chino Hills was in a league of their own. I think they broke their own record. They did. They said they they <laughs> set the Pacific uh, Scholastic World record last year and then broke it the very next year this year. They got like a ninety eight point seven seven five, I think, yep, last night. That's right. If you look at the recap, like just hundreds in multiple subcaptions. Like five. I think I'm looking at the recap right now. There's yeah, he's five. got it pulled up right now in front of him. <laughs> but it it's was absurd. It was amazing. Dartmouth was in second. I guess we'll back up a little bit. We'll start going down a little bit. Yeah. Uh Dude, such a fun show, and I those kids it. played their nuts off. I love Dartmouth show. It was it was a little cheesy. It was a little cheesy, but it was Dartmouth, so well that's, done. That's what they do, though. It's kind of like their niche thing. They max it out, man. It's very theatrical. Uh, it's for those of you that haven't seen Dartmouth show or know what it was about. It was basically a Barbie and Ken doll show. So the drum line was all 
all different themed Ken dolls. Like the quads were a certain Ken doll. The snares were a different one for a different season or activity, like surfing or whatever it was. The bases were <laughs> yeah. like a disco. They all had afros on. Yeah. And then they had their typical, they usually have some sort of visual ensemble. Or guard members. Guard yeah. members they recruit from the high school that um, are a visual ensemble, essentially. And they were the Barbie dolls. And so, and we've all, there's a movie, The Night at the Museum, where everybody leaves for the day. All of the mannequins come to life and, stuff and the and statues come to life. That was the whole idea. The department store that all the Barbies and Ken dolls were ding, sold in. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, they I opened with, stuck in my head. with like a department store. It's like store. elevator music almost. Yeah, like a department store jingle. And then it's basically they're all coming to life and coming out of their boxes. And they're starting to drum. And Barbie comes out and interacts with Ken and stuff while they're doing stuff. And it was, it was very tastefully done. It could have easily been done the wrong way and been yeah. just annoying and just stupid. It was just clever though. It was very clever. It was very well done. And I, I any other year, and like that I said, feature made your arm hair stand up. They give you. Chills. I looked so semifinals. <laughs> they have a quad feature that's like thirty seconds long at one point, and very rarely have I gotten chills from listening to drumming. And yeah. that quad feature was literally perfect. I looked great. at him and pointed to my arm, and I, the ar- hair on my arm was standing straight up at, after it ended. It was that good. I was just laughing. I was laughing out yeah. loud watching. I was like, this is awesome. And, it, and I feel bad for him. Like, now, granted, they're going to have those videos for the rest of their lives to look back, and like that was something really awesome we did, and we achieved at a very high level. Yeah. But any other year, they would have won, I think. It yeah. just happened to pick the wrong year where Chino was on like a different planet from everybody else. Yeah. And then Arcadia was third, Ayala fourth. Uh, both of those shows were pretty weird to me. Um, <laughs> they were, yeah. Ayala's show was really weird. I didn't get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the blessings or something. Yeah, I didn't get it. Chairs. But then Franklin Central was fifth. Good for them. I, I dug that show all season. It was season. really cool. The mirrors and stuff they use. Very, very fun to watch. Uh, Burleson Centennial was sixth, which we did not see. No. They jumped up there. I think Luke Willingham works there, so. Okay. Shout out to Luke, great job. Yeah, he marched Bluecoats and Mystique for a long time, and, and then Avon cool Center dude. Grove, Lebanon. Yeah, that's pretty much run down. Where did Lebanon finish? In uh, ninth. Oh, good for them. Yeah, I didn't know the friends of ours run that program. I didn't know that's uh, they finished yeah, that they, high. Yeah, they beat some good groups. PSW. I mean, it's great. I mean, obviously, all those high schools are trend setting and just like above the norm for what you would think of a regular high school able to achieve and do but then separate them all from chino <laughs> the gap, i can't the, talk about it enough we can't state uh, enough that and e- the spread between dartmouth and chino finals night was only a point and a half and that wasn't big enough yeah 1.6 it wasn't big enough should have been like everybody should have been like six and that's six. not to poo poo dartmouth dartmouth was great yeah exactly um, um yeah so anything else you want to say about scholastic world Anything else stick out to you? Anything you didn't agree with on the, uh, reca- on the recap? I guess I can't really say just because it, we didn't watch all Finals of them. Night, yeah. And like the the Burleson group that beat Avon and Cittergrove, we watched Avon and Cittergrove. We didn't see them yet because they were on earlier in semifinals. Mm-hmm. But it jumped up. I could see that. I mean, Avon. Neither of those groups played stellar in my mind. So, and that group, Luke's gonna, group, I'm got gonna, fourth in hands. Good so. for them. <laughs> I'm gonna make. <laughs> I'm gonna make a statement though that I felt there's been. On the whole of Scholastic World, this was not the best year from a clarity standpoint that I've seen from Scholastic World. 
I feel even like those top, like Ayala was dirty, Arcadia wasn't that clean. Yeah. Um, as sometimes, clean as, clean as they usually are. They're, they're usually... I think in years past it's been cleaner as a whole just because groups have been playing really well, but now they're trying to really push themselves on what they can do and they That's fair. can't do it. <laughs> yeah, not yet. It'll so, get there, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Scholastic World enjoyed it. I, I almost enjoy watching high school kids achieve at a high level more than I do... Uh, like college kids, like the twenty-one-year-olds and twenty-two-year-olds yeah. that are in. Well, I expect RCC, like yeah. the the college kids and all those to be perfect. And, like, yeah. and when it's not, I'm like ruthless about. It. I'm like, ah, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, let's jump over to independent world. All right. You want to use the recap or? Yeah, pull pull the recap up right, for that from last night. You want to go down in order or up from the bottom? Uh, I mean, we've already kind of talked about RCC, I guess. Let's go start from the bottom so we're not redundant. Uh, 15th place, Atlanta Quest, who was higher in prelims and semis. They kind of fell over yeah, the Yeah, they moved the down weekend. every day. And I, I saw, we, we saw, we caught them in the lot a little bit. Uh, guy I marched with, TJ, um, is their battery coordinator slash snare tech. I, I know he's a snare tech. I'm not sure whatever else he does there. I'm not positive. I don't know uh, the titles. Yeah, there's, there's so no. many different titles floating around now. He teaches there, bottom line. Yeah. Uh, that's a group that's usually pretty solid. They were solid this year. Uh, and I'm, this is not. I liked to, the tuning. Yeah, the drums sounded really good. Uh, I feel like it's like a, something you say before you're about to be like they. Didn't. Well, the tuning was definitely more exposed than uh, yes. some of the other groups. Yes, which it was definitely l- made some of the ticks that they had more evident. And I think part of the reason they saw their finish not be where they thought it should have been was I said it earlier this season. I think show design hurt them. Yeah, a little bit. It made sense, but it was just kind of flat. It didn't really go anywhere. It, it didn't. It just didn't do a whole lot for me. Did the angel show? Yeah, which is a cool Those concept. Those angel wings were cool. That was really sweet. The chicks angel wings in the front, like show starts. They like they're folded in on their back and they just expand out. And they were huge. Yeah, that was really cool. But overall, I think the show hurt them. I think they where they finish in hands. Uh, fourteenth. I don't know. Maybe they had a bad run finals night. I didn't. Maybe we didn't. We didn't see inside. Somebody can let us know. TJ, let us know if you. Uh... He he will. <laughs> I know he will. Uh, then above them was Dark Sky, which I didn't see at all, to be honest with you. Uh, but they finished fifteenth in hands. So, and then right above them was Cap City, which I thought Cap City was going to finish higher overall in my predictions. I had them much higher, um, and I would still argue that I think they should have been higher. So, then right above them was George Mason, who moved up. They were in 15th after prelims, then I think 13th after semis, then ended up 12th on finals night. So, good for them for uh, yeah, we getting caught, better each day, better shows. Better we shows. never got to see them inside. Um, they had already gone when we got inside for semis on Friday, but we saw them warm up in their lot um, last night, and... They played well. The writing was good. Travis and Travis Peterman, Dan Shack, all those guys are, are doing a really good job. I think that's a group you're going to see grow. I think as they get more surely. and more talent, like they're still in the phases where they're like starting to attract yeah talent yeah. and like not just like a couple people, but like get more and more full talent in every aspect of every section. Yeah. And that's that's a process. We're gonna that, so. we're gonna definitely start seeing some bigger and better things from that group and some stronger finishes, I think, in the next few years. Their pit played really well. Their, yes, they did. The battery was had some really good reps and then reps where you're like, ah, somebody somebody and, somebody checked out on that one. And I feel like outside of the top five in WGI, that's just like the nature of the game. 
Yeah. Because you don't have the rehearsal time you do on outdoor, so the consistency factor for less mature players just doesn't have time to get ingrained in their DNA. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still it's it can be very hit or miss um, with the tier second tier of in, of independent, I guess you can call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, above them was Pow, which I also did not watch. Diet Pulse. Diet Pulse. Um, and then above them was Monarch, which Monarch got, what was it? 12th? 10th overall, yeah. but they got eight in hands, and I disagree with that. They they play well, but I feel like they play for like 10 seconds at a time, and then they're done. That's something we're going to talk about later once we're done going over this recap. There were multiple groups that I was like, wait, the snare line hasn't played in two and a half minutes. They're just running around doing body and... Yeah, they did not play enough to me. I was like, where's the... There were multiple Where's groups. the substance here? Where's the beef, man? Substance? Substance. Substance. Substance is food. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still need it. I need the, I I need the beats. <laughs> I haven't eaten hardly anything today. Uh. Yeah, there were a couple groups that I thought could have played more. And I, I get it. You have your roadmap for your show design, and it doesn't always fit that way. But that was my, one of my complaints for Broken City last year. I think their drumline had to clean, like, maybe... Three and a half minutes of, of, of battery music for a seven-minute show. Mm-hmm. It just didn't play a lot. I don't think, looking at it um, mm-hmm. more closely this year, well, I'll, I'll wait till we get up towards uh, X and MCM and all them. All right. Um, Above them was Strike. Strike had a fun show. There was an airplane on the floor. If, if you haven't seen their show, do yourself a favor. It's worth watching. It was very interesting. It was a cool idea. There's a short um, clip of it on our Instagram page. Yeah, you can check out the that. The snares are playing on top of the plane. Yeah, which is really cool, but I also don't understand how they didn't get any kind of like prop penalty. Yeah, there, like, There's a limit on height. I don't know yeah. what the number is, but that plane was tall. Yeah. And I, there's, there's no way it was under six feet off the ground. Which no, I think but is I don't think the rule is props can't be taller than six feet. Well, they can, but if they are taller, then you have to have proper like railing or support or harnesses or something okay. like that. Well, something like that. I don't know how they got away with it, but they obviously did because there was no penalties that happened. But yeah, they they have this this plane. It's it's an actual plane. It's a plane that has flown before in the skies. Uh, they had it like cut into three pieces, and you could see in the side of it. And the whole show idea was. There was this guy that was recently released from like a mental institute, basically, yeah. and he was on this flight, and it was called like Nightmare at thirty thousand feet or something. Yeah, and he has a mental breakdown and starts seeing things on the wings, and the things he's seeing are the battery members. Their their uniforms were faces totally covered, looked like something out of a a twelve year old's nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So they're like messing with the plane, pushing it around, climbing all over it, drumming the whole time. It was very, very cool, very well done. They played pretty well. They got ninth? Yeah, they were ninth. Place. ninth. Uh, were, they, were they getting hands? They were 10th, okay. which I think is fair. Probably right about fair. Yeah. But yeah, that was, and we found out, strike, one age out in the whole battle. Yeah, I think that's what Frank was telling me, that they have like one age out. And like we marched with their line. base tech, so we, we were talking to him a little bit. Uh, and he's like, yeah, man, super young group, and he's like, a lot of potential moving forward, yeah. and they're doing well for. They're as good year, as they but... are with one age out in the entire so, group. So they're, I think, them. we're going to see even better things from them in the years to come. If they all stick around. Yeah, exactly. Well, Where, there's nowhere else to go in Florida except Infinity. Yeah, I'm not sure how and, far away those. And those two groups. Florida's a bigger state than people think. Especially could be vertically. Really, could be really but, far apart. Uh, <laughs> above them, uh, in eighth place, Matrix. They ended up in eighth. That's right. Infinity jumped them, didn't they? Yeah, and United. I, uh, Rightfully so. Because Matrix Jeez. was in sixth after prelim, I think, right? I, th- I think so, yeah. And 
Uh, I 100% agree with United and Infinity jumping them. Just solely based on playing alone. Like, I don't even care about show design or anything else that was on the floor. United and Infinity both played that much better than however good Matrix's show could have been possibly from a design standpoint. Way, way better. And Matrix's show, I really didn't have any issues with it. I, I understood. Although called... their TVs did not work on semifinals day, so That's hopefully true. they did finals. I didn't ever ask anybody. I'm sure but they sent None of their TVs worked. Yeah. Um, Live and die by the electronics. Matrix's show, White Noise, I get it. It was like a statement about like the social media age we're living in right now and all the all the distractions. That are, I mean, I, I've complained about this before. Like, yeah. we're, we're so overstimulated, and it was really cool they addressed that societal um, thing. In, yeah. in the WGI show. So I liked it. I, I dug what they were doing with it. Um, there were just some things that I feel like at places they didn't set themselves up for success. And what I mean by that is, um, like the first time you hear snare drums playing the show, there's like this prop in the right side of the floor, on the right side of the floor from the audience member's perspective. And there's six snare drummers in a circle. It's like, okay, they're playing a circle. That's great. Not a bad listening environment. Sounds pretty good if, it, if you're playing well. But as opposed to having them all face the same direction... Yeah, they had every person facing out from the focal point, the center of the circle, facing so, away from each away other. from each other. Makes so no even sense. if it's perfect, you have three of them facing the back wall, and there's only six of them, and three of them oh. facing the audience. Now, as I say this now, maybe the idea was for that not to be good. No, it could have been white noise. Maybe they're trying to produce some white noise in the beginning and have it in theory clean up throughout. I'm trying to throw a bone here. Like if that's the point, then it wasn't written to come across as. Like just random stuff, like yeah. the buzz, like the buzz add-in in Broken City and the snare feature, like how they add in and layer in, like that was written dirt. Like yes. it was never going to be clean, and it was clear that it was written dirt. Yeah, that was in Matrix. It was not clear, and that was a design so. decision. Like I, <laughs> even if they play perfectly together and perfectly balanced, just the facing of all the drums from in different directions, the sound travels in different directions. So the three in the back, we the audience has to wait for the sound to hit off the curtain. And bounce back, whereas the three in the front, the sound goes straight to you. And there was a few times that they did stuff like that. The basses did a feature like that. The quads did a feature like that. And it was just... just what did they get in hands? What did Matrix get in hands? Uh, not low enough. Um, nah, 12. Well, 12th. that's probably accurate. Yeah, that's probably about right. That's probably fair. Yeah. They... Uh, they... They play... They buy into their shows... Really well. Almost on the level they, that MCM does, but yeah. they just need to focus more on the playing. Tone it in. Reel it in a little bit. Above them was United. United Snare Line was, might have been one of, probably my favorite. All, okay. I like aggression in drumming. Yeah. All eight of those dudes, uh, or girl, I don't know if there's girl, girl in the Snare Line, whatever. All eight of those people hit the hell out of the drum. They uh, did not lack sound quality. No. <laughs> and and that works as everyone's like oh well you can't over it's like if everyone does it the same way like Chino Hills they don't hit the drum very hard but everyone does it so it cuts and it blends and it projects United it didn't come off as harsh or overbearing or too as poundy just using velocity it was just aggressive they had tons of velocity behind the stroke that's that East Coast stuff right there that's yeah. just how it's always been um, and it sounded beefy and meaty and they were playing a lot of notes. Their snare line was really good. They were very, very, very good, and it was a lot of fun to watch. You got fifth in hands. Yep. We talk a lot about fifth in hands, fifth in music, winning the music captions, this, that, because 
at the end of the day, it's drums, and that's what I want to hear. I want to hear clean beats. Like, the show designs are great. It's cool. The visual, like, there's a lot of really cool visual stuff that happened, but did you play well or not? <laughs> yeah. So. Because no matter how good your show is, if you don't play well, it's not going to matter. Yep. All right. In sixth place, Infinity. So they're poking right around the corner there. I think like there was there five. the show that I looked at you after I saw it and said that's just the epitome of drums in a gym to me. The sleep. It was, it was a dream show. The dream show. So there was like a and I get it, but it's just it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it, it wasn't exciting really. Like they had a couple of cool moments with some <clears> stairs, <throat> some props and stuff they got on top of and drummed and. And they were another one of the groups that did the uh, split pit or pit on each side, side A, side B, side one, side two, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, there's a lot of that and. I did not appreciate it. <laughs> I think that's a trend you're not going to see stick around. Yeah, I think people way. are realizing, like, we tried it, and it was risky, and it did not reward us. So, um, yeah, they played well, but it's just kind of blah. The show was just there. Uh, fifth place, MCM. And that was the prediction, one of the predictions we both got right. We we both said that MCM was going to get gonna get fifth. Um, how far behind uh, Pulse were they in number? Uh, let's see, MCM had a 94.8, and Pulse had a 96.8, so two points. That's about right. That's a pretty, uh, yeah, I'd say that's I, a good guess. From what I heard, Mystique was young for them this year. I know that's not an excuse if you want to, if you're a contender, you're a contender. Yeah. But I, I could d- definitely believe that their snare line was young. And if yeah. we're wrong, correct us in the comments, whatever. Shoot us a message on Facebook. Correct us. Let us know. It's not their best snare line they've ever had at Mystique. I'll say That's that. That's true. <laughs> and then the two-point gap between how far ahead of Infinity were they? Point eight, something like that. Point nine. So, so they almost were dropping down to that top tier of like the second tier of Independent World this year. I mean, they were seventh in hands in the music caption, so... Obviously, like, the judges did not... Both agreed they were it was just, it seventh... Was, they both had Infinity and United above them in hands, which pro- I think is yes. accurate. Yes. I could agree with that, that's, for sure. That's that's the way it should be. I think it probably was a building year for them, um, a growing year. Every once in a while, you got to reload, take a few uh, investment kids that are younger and say, okay, this is going to pay off in spades in three years. Uh, we just got to get them in here and throw them in the fire. I know X did that in 13. Yeah. With uh, Mike Davis and Ryan Ellis. They were both 17. They were both good, obviously, or they wouldn't have even given them a shot at the time for with how young they were, but I mean, yeah, they won a gold medal. Absolutely, they played well. And then look at—I mean, Mike Davis did five years. Ryan Ellis did, just aged out last night with six, so it paid off for him. But yeah, they were not clean. All Mystique, right. <laughs> Mystique was not clean. Uh, fourth place, then Pulse with the Guarded Show. They did People, some cool stuff with that, but how far I, behind Broken City was Pulse? Uh, very, very. Uh, oh no, never mind. It was it was close. Ninety eight point six. Or 96.8, sorry. Pulse had a 96.8, and then Broken City had a 97.5. So within a point, uh, I wasn't super impressed with Pulse live on semifinals night. I heard from people afterwards, they had a really good, they thought they had a really good run last night, so they might have played better. Them um, and Broken City were tied for second in the music caption, so. I mean, I mean they're, they're going to play well. Yeah. I didn't think they played that well Me neither. on semis night. Them tying, maybe so, but it should probably be like for third or fourth and not second. Yeah, I didn't think... I, we'll talk about Broken City in a second, but I, Pulse to show the, the the strings. Yeah. I really dug the string instruments. I think we've talked about that on here before. I think it paid off for them. I think it worked well. Just their their show was it's called Guarded. It's just 
it didn't. I think musically for me, it didn't really peak and valley as much as I wanted it to. Yeah, like it didn't take me high or low. It was just kind of, it was it was good the whole way through, but it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I just think that's the. That's how, I, to me, I feel like that's how a lot of those California groups shows end on, end up to me. I either love them and they're awesome, or they're like very very out there kind of shows, if that makes sense. Like they're very abstract. It needs. I mean, I've I mean, Broken before, City show was probably abstract. Cause I have no idea what it's about. It's called Fall. There was like props with leaves on it, but there was also. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's obviously a deeper meaning to it than that, but there always are. Yeah, there always is. There always is. So uh, Broken City was third. I didn't think they played very well. I thought their tenor line was terrible on Simi's day. I was like, I hope that somebody just completely had a meltdown, and that's not what that normally sounds like. It was just thick. The battery sound in general was battery thick. was huge. It was too big. Ten five five. And we're gonna get to battery size at the end of this. Because I feel like we've been completely validated with how yeah. things have shaken out at the top Indicated. of the at the top of um, independent world. But that'll be the last thing we talk about. But Broken City was, and we said it after the Power Regional weekend. If they clean up, I think they have a better show than Pulse, and they ended up beating them anyway. But, but I don't think that they were cleaner. I don't think they were either. There's that opening statement where the snares spread out and they're like across the entire tarp, like all ten of them spaced out pretty wide and it was just not good and i don't blame them for not being good because that's an incredible distance to play 10 snare drums when we, when we went 10 line. in 2012 we never were that far apart and a lot we of couldn't people, play in a straight line yeah so, but we came out there was no prelims and then semis or quarters semis and finals only two nights still in 2012 we got to our uh prelims warm-up in the afternoon and did snare subs and they put for some reason they put us in a straight line. We we hadn't played in a straight line anywhere in our drill, and we never did it in rehearsal. At, yeah. at best, closest thing to it was a a, a like pretty a arc, a pretty like a half circle. Yeah, um, we couldn't do it. We're like, can we please not play in the straight line? This is terrible. Yeah, we so, sound terrible. And it was bad. There's videos of it. You can go find. And it was like, well, that's not how you wanted to start off your prelims day. But then they, we just talked to Ted Leith and Josh, and was like, hey, can you just not put us in a straight line? Because obviously we can't do it. Yeah. Like and so they put us in an arc. We're too and, far apart. And it was instantly way better. Yeah. Just bowing in the edges and putting us in an arc. Ten snares is a lot. It's hard. Um, so they were third. They tied, like I said, Pulse in the music caption. Um, one had them third, one had them second, flip-flop, one had them second, one had them third, so, and then X was second overall, um, they were point zero one two five ahead of Broken City in score, which in my opinion is too small. I think that gap um, should have been a lot bigger, because yeah. clearly if you watch the shows, RCC and X were in like their own little mini battle up at the top above everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one judge had X first in music and the other in fourth. And then the other had RCC in fourth and X in f- first. Or like they flip-flopped, 4-1-1-4, four, yeah. one, one, four, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Um, I think that X and RCC were both definitely the best two groups that also played the best with the best two shows. That is an accurate statement. So well, no matter which way it shook out, whoever won the gold medal, it would have been correct. Yeah. Both groups were deserving of a gold medal last night. deserved to win, and RCC deserved to win. 
But I do think that RCC played better, at least in the lot and in semifinals. Inside on semifinals, they played better too. I, yeah. I, I really... And that's I not think, saying X played bad, but RCC, I just thought, played better. I think X's show... I don't want to say... Because it was a very good show. It was very exciting. Had tons of GE. Read very well. It made sense. It's the best show it. they've had since 13. Uh, yeah. 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 It is. So, but I think fans get wrapped up in the excitement factor in a show a lot. They had the most exciting show. They did. Absolutely. And where I'm going with that is you can't let it blind you to the... From the execution and technical deficiencies that are there or potentially are there. Yeah. Because I really think RCC, from a playing standpoint, I think they were just better. Yeah, I think, yeah. Not by a lot. I don't think it was by a lot because we watched them. RCC played better on the floor semifinals night. The next did. In the lot, which I know doesn't matter for placements, but it's usually a pretty good indication of what's going to happen inside. I thought RCC gave up less stuff. They I'll both say, gave I'll, up some. Yes. But I, yeah, RCC gave up less. And I felt like when they did give it up, it was smaller. Like, it was like, oh, this person, like, fuzzed this out and locked back in. Whereas there were times in X's lot where... Which just wasn't vertically aligned, section to section. Exactly. And and that never that never once happened when we were watching, watching RCC. Yeah. So I really just think after seeing them in person, I know I wasn't high on them. I don't think either one of us were very high on RCC. Yeah, I thought they were going to finish like third, third yeah, or fourth. And, <laughs> and they were they completely proved us wrong. Completely threw it in our faces. Um, I, I either group would have been deserving of a gold medal depending on the the opinions of the judging panel that night. But how many quads I, did that X have? Five. Five. So they were eight, five, and five. Now let's talk about this RCC. Seven, four, and, and four. four. They were five bass drums, but uh, they somebody lost one. they lost a bass drummer Something. finals week or yeah. down the stretch somehow. They had four. They had four bass drums, which but seven snares, four. And those four bass drums cover those parts, and you could not tell. I was had like, no idea. Hey, good for them. I thought they just went four just because <laughs> they wanted a smaller battery. But, but seven snares, and we've been preaching all competitive season. Less is more. Less is more. You don't need nine snares to win a gold medal. You so somebody, need... other groups had to try to clean two extra players more than RCC did, probably with a lot less talent. And hopefully, I really hope, the fact that they won with seven, a lot of the, I don't want to, okay, well, just less People talented feel groups. more comfortable taking small groups and not feeling like they have to be big to, to be compete. validated or to be, exactly. yeah. If you only have seven good snare drummers, march seven. If that ninth guy is just like a young kid that you think he might figure it out, he might not, and you and your and your goal that year is to finish as high as possible, go go eight. Yeah. Don't take him. Tell him to keep or or find something else for him. See if he wants to play rack. See if he can play mount. Whatever. Go smaller. You can you can still do well. And we talked about that with another friend of ours, and I won't say the group just because whatever. But they're talking about like, oh yeah, we have this person is at the height of the snare line and they've done this and they have this experience but like we had some kids that probably didn't really deserve to be in a world class snare line it's like well then don't yeah it doesn't you're only as good as your worst link yeah doesn't matter how good the best guy is some other guy will ruin it for him 
Your floor has <laughs> to be as high as possible. So your floor has to be as high as possible. So I was I was very very happy, um, and I think it's even if RCC hadn't won, I think it would have still proved that point. Yeah, I mean they were up there. I mean what? Even if they'd gotten third yeah. or even fourth, they'll just show you can finish in the top with the smaller drum with the smaller battery. Top two, seven and eight, seven man snare line, eight man snare line. Yep. Four man quad line and RCC five. Well, for the max up five, but they were good. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. That's guess our validation for small. <laughs> I I just had a big. It's not. It's not how big you are. It's time. how you use it. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm just kidding. He went there. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, Broken City was huge, but their snail line was huge, but they did not play together, so didn't matter. Nope, it did not. And having ten and twelve really didn't. We pulled it off, but it didn't help us at all on how we finished. No, I mean, we play, ended up playing well, but it was a fight all year and definitely didn't help us place better, I guess. No. <laughs> nope. But, yeah, man, it was a good weekend. Lots of great stuff. We saw a lot of great groups, a lot of really talented drumming going on. We were talking to a bunch of people about how, even though maybe there was more ticks flying and some of like the high up groups um the overall standard of wgi and the the overall quality the body of work is pretty high the average is getting higher yeah the average group is getting better than the average group was six seven years ago and it's so cutthroat i mean there's well there's like what 27 28 groups that were in there's PIW 30, or something 35 like that. open groups and 20 there's at least 26 or 27 28 maybe more world groups um, yeah. So. so before I forget real quick, I just remembered this. Our prediction for open class was not wrong, I don't want to say, but it kind of was. We were saying Innovate was going to medal. They ended up getting fifth, which is still a very, very respectable finish out of 35 open groups. Um, but the three groups that beat them, we'd never seen. We'd before. never seen. And one all. of the things, we also, we, we, we back-ended. Every time we said Innovate was going to finish well, we said there's a lot of open groups we haven't seen. <laughs> there's a lot of open groups that are very solid every year that we hadn't seen yet. The one thing we can comment on is that Conexus jumped Innovate and beat them at finals, which I'm skeptical. I was not expecting that. I'm skeptical of that. Maybe Innovate had a terrible run. I thought Innovate had a superior show to Conexus. But well, we also weren't there. We also we were not there. It, so. We didn't watch the runs, so... We'll have to just trust what uh, the old judging community said about that one. Yep. But overall, it was a it was a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. We were able to see a bunch of friends and hang out and catch up and watch a lot of good drums. Yeah. We also got the opportunity to uh, sit down with Tom Rarick, who was the arranger, the Catching. percussion arranger yeah. for the Blue Coast Run Bugle Corps. Uh, great guy. He's actually, I didn't realize it fully. He's a big, he's like, we come from the same drumming lineage almost. He was in, he was marching cadets in the early nineties when the, the guys that taught Evan and I how to drum were marching cadets with him or going to Moorhead state with the guys that marched cadets. So they all, it's pretty interesting. Though. It's a I, drumming, I didn't little drumming family tree. There. Yeah. I didn't realize that. So yeah, look, the next podcast after this is going to be our 45 minute or so sit down with Tom uh, just talking about everything, his background, 
his the uh, activity in general, what he thinks about where it's going, arranging experience and yeah. show designing, and also judging WGI because yeah. we got to talk with him before he judged finals night. Yep, which was pretty sweet. Obviously, we didn't talk about the competitive no, stuff of later that night, or we really didn't talk about anything going on competitively no, this not season. Really would have been in bad taste to do so yeah for sure so we kind of left that alone uh but yeah so let's let's wrap this one up it's kind of just quick rundown of our weekend and opinions about what we saw at um at wgi finals this year yeah Uh, i'll reiterate subscribe to the youtube channel uh follow us instagram facebook keep telling your friends we've seen increase we've seen increased growth in the channel and the instagram page in the past month or so uh with the wgi hype Word of mouth is the most powerful advertiser. We've got some uh, pretty interesting big plans down the pipeline for, for if this whole project continues to grow. So that's all I pretty much got. We'll uh, be back in two weeks with our Tom Rarick interview. Peace.